Welcome back to Rage Quit. <laughs> episode three of Rage Quit. Woo! We did it. Three episodes. Yeah. I'm Anthony Schultz. I'm Ariel Schultz. Wait, what? <laughs> we got married. So I think the topic of the discussion is we change it up a bit because no one responded to the other one, which is kind of sad. Uh, E3. Yeah, I want to talk about that shit first, though. Okay, well, well you can talk about that shit first. Yeah. Go for it. So, I wanted to do a podcast about streaming, specifically the... the Women. Yeah, and we just kind of the shit they get. What, for being streamers, yeah. And I saw a lot of cool, like, it was kind of like a little, like, vertical slice on Twitter where there was a lot of female streamers talking about mm-hmm. things that... Being actually judged and being... Yeah, with, like, how they looked or, like... Show me your tits or something like that. Yeah, like sleazy guys, like trying to contact them well, after like, the fact they're dirty. Even that person you were talking about saying he's gonna spit on her because she. Got oh, wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna read that tweet live. That's a good one. Which way to tweet? Can you find uh, it? Yeah, it was this person. So let's find go it. to their thing. Find it. Find it. Look at these posts a lot of stuff though. <laughs> uh oh. It was like it was like it. a screenshot. I don't know that much. Screen of the chat list. Can you do it? Yeah, here it is. So this is Chimichanga Kinsey. That's a legit name. It is, a, and she's at at Chimichanga Kins. But anyways, uh, this ties into the main topic of the show, E3, uh, because she was playing the survival mode in Fallout 76, the nuclear winner that just came out after it was announced yeah, during yeah. the Bethesda conference. And so as she was playing... Uh, dude cursing at me for making a snarky comment when he died. Dude, fuck you, bitch. I'll spit on you. Me. Fucking do it then. I'm into that. Dude. Yo, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was great because... I would say some shit like that. That's the kind of stuff I wanted to talk about, even if it was, I don't know, like, in light or just, you know water rolling off a duck's back kind of a perspective from a lot of women have to take it like that just water take it with a grain of salt yeah i mean this is tangential but i watched a piece where it was like john oliver went and he interviewed monica Lewinsky recently yeah and how that whole period in her life and because it was you know such at the forefront of like Mm -hmm. you know american culture but like america it was like american zeitgeist because of what happened between her and uh then president clinton yeah and it was like a lot of people don't think how like the things that people have said about her yeah and like the jokes like like jay leno did like in poor taste and they all did it in poor taste yeah of course john oliver even admitted that when he was on the daily show he made jokes that were in poor taste about it but he went and interviewed her and it was Nope. Super interesting because, yeah. like, the only reason that she did very well was she eventually got to the point where she could make fun of herself for it and uh, just let it roll off of her. Like, it, you know, it didn't really matter. And so, well, it's just like I thought that was kind of interesting and kind of fits in because I I agree. I think female streamers like. It's a shame that they have to deal with that, but I think the most amusing and kind of like then belittling way to these kind of sleazy guys is <laughs> so like is that. doing things like that and saying they don't things expect... like that. It just takes the wind from their sails, and it's a brilliant it way to take it and then still be lighthearted and 
doing yeah. your, doing your own thing and how you want to do it. Well, they don't expect that, you know. It's like you know, uh, women kind of not necessarily making like off comments or stuff like that to respond in a way that instead of getting before opinion. though it would be probably be considered an off comment by a woman, which is that's an equal shame. I mean, that's like straying into like sexism and stuff at that point. It shouldn't be. Well, it is because like I've said some stuff before, like the you know the off comment, like some guy being in a dick yeah. and. I'll say, you know, this is where, you know, I'll say you suck my dick and then walk off, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just comments like that. Cause it just like, throws it, people it, off. It throws her like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, you're a woman. I know I'm a woman, but it's still suck my dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think later once um, we have more viewers for the, or listeners for the podcast. Or, we might come back or more, to this. you know, bigger social media presence. Yeah, we probably will come back to it. It just kind of sucks that no one really commented on it. Yeah, because I have a lot of, like, female and male friends on Twitter who stream and play games mm-hmm. or, like, in family structures and stuff, yeah. and I was hopeful that I would get, like, responses like that tweet that I just read, where there'd be either like, funny stories, stories and anecdotes. Like, I didn't want it to be anything serious, but that could be my fault as well. Yeah, maybe I didn't articulate it, it right, yeah. very well. Maybe people thought it was going to be more serious than it actually was. Yeah, maybe you should have said, hey, we'll post your funny conversations or comments you've had and during a stream. Maybe we should go that way and kind of... Yeah, and that probably would be a better way to frame it. I'll just keep that one in the bag and, you know... Oh, keep it in the bag? Yeah. Oh, God. And then uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll hit that later down the road. I don't think it'll be the next one, but... No. Um, you know, maybe maybe two or three dozen episodes down the road. We'll, yeah. We'll come back to it kind of a thing. We'll still go around. Yeah. Go round. Go round. All right, so. Go round. To continue on, though, E3. What's your thoughts? What's your ponderings? Yeah, so that's Tell definitely the things. big, like, discussion <laughs> of the past week for gamers. Uh, E3 is wrapped up now. Today was the last day Dun-dun. that we're recording this. Um, Sony bowed out, so they weren't, they didn't even have a press <laughs> conference this Sony's year. like, nah, bitches, we got this. We don't need a. Yeah, need there's, I needed a check into this but they did it they did a state of play before e3 and announced some things and then i think they're doing another one soon i guess sony's like a big old fuck you we're into our own shit a little bit yes because they've had like the same slot at e3 like the same time and yeah. day like every year all the way back to like the ps1 or something ridiculous but but, still, yeah. Um, however long e3's like made it but it's just kind of funny. They're like, ha 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 ha. We uh, do not care. Well, they care. That's not it. They do just, care. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of doing it their stuff way and like streaming things. But they're doing it yeah, their way. Yeah. So they had a state of play on May 9th. So that was like almost exactly a month to the day before E3, and they announced some cool stuff there too. Um, well, then they plan on doing some more too. It's not like they're just they're done. So. No, they, uh, they seem to be just kind of focusing on different things. I think they have a good. Um, good enough like market share mm-hmm. with the gamers like enough uh like credibility now yeah. with the ps4 in particular in this generation oh, that they don't need to <laughs> <laughs> i can edit it out um <laughs> that they don't need to necessarily be there no like not every year not every year i don't know i mean I don't and know. they could just honestly like segue into what nintendo does and just do like a prefab video they do their own thing too yeah that, they, they, kind of, that yeah. they post and, and nintendo and sony do share well nintendo because makes sense because they're, yeah they're in tokyo they're japan so sony yes yeah i mean they're japanese based uh microsoft isn't microsoft yeah, is microsoft based out of Xbox. seattle here in washington so microsoft no it's microsoft yeah yes 
Yeah. I know my things. Don't judge. <laughs> yeah, uh, the thing that surprised me about that is uh, Microsoft and Bethesda went on the first day of E3. And Bethesda definitely had a lot of ground to make up with Fallout 76. They did. They did. And uh, they had just teased Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6. There was, like, nothing about that. And then they said they weren't going to talk about it this year, which they didn't. Yeah. Um, and then, But Microsoft kind of had... Microsoft had had uh, it's the water. Uh, oh, no. oh yeah, be brain farted. Yeah. Microsoft and it's gonna be loud in a second. There it is. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft had or Bethesda had. Uh, well, I was just gonna say Microsoft d didn't. I feel like they could have just kind of reached a bar that would have been. Like, Epic. Yeah, easily obtained too, nonetheless, because Sony wasn't there. Like their direct rival or competition wasn't there, and they wasn't just kind of so Microsoft just could have kind of blown the lid on the show and just come out as top dog easily. They didn't, though. especially when announcing a console on top of it. Oh god, that was so lame, by the way. And so <laughs> we just watched the highlight reel of the Microsoft conference, and. If you looked at, like, articles, like, immediately after uh, Microsoft conference, uh, the big pull away, big announcement, Keanu Reeves and Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be so epic. Which really, I feel, was just more of a feather in... Um, Keanu Reeves' hat. <laughs> I Keanu, per se, I mean... Uh, he doesn't need to do things like that, but he just does, He's which is awesome. amazing. Yeah, uh, but the studio behind you know Witcher and yeah, Cyberpunk yeah. and stuff like that—not necessarily a like reflection of Microsoft. No, they're kind of their own beast in an account. Yeah, I think they may be owned by Microsoft, they, but they're no, they're not owned by them. Oh, okay, no, okay. it was like a, a third-party reveal at uh, Microsoft's conference. But. Oh, but they didn't capitalize on that reveal though. No, and that was the highlight of it. Uh, it's like everyone like lost their shit when they saw Keanu Reeves, and then, then it's like Microsoft was like, meh, meh. Yeah, especially with their console. And uh, there's gonna be a lot of people who like refute that. However, I you read articles like immediately afterwards, like within hours of that press conference being mm -hmm. done, or as it was going on, and it was Xbox fans love this. And I, Xbox fans, and I am not a good barometer for that personally. So I was like, okay, well maybe they just really liked it, and I'm just not, I'm not in tune yeah, with that. So that's fine. Or... Um, you know, everything's not for everyone. No, of course not. Uh, then I hop on Twitter, and I'm going through, and there's uh, Sony and Xbox fans posting things about the Microsoft conference, or ones that even don't care that you know they enjoy all consoles, or yeah, because of financial reasons they only have one or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. And I started going through, like, <laughs> hardcore Xbox fans, and they were, like, super disappointed by the conference. Like, I would say 90% of the mm -hmm. comments I read, and they I'm not talking about a, tw a Twitter thread that has, like, four comments. I'm no, talking about no. big ones that are, you know, you're talking about, thousands. like, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of comments. Yeah. And, like, the general consensus after, like, reading through those was like, what they the were kind of disappointed. Shit? Yeah. A lot of people gave it, like, a 5 or 6 out of 10 if they were to rate it. Well, then There's a couple 7s kind then... of sprinkled in there at most, but... Sony wasn't there. It, it should have been a slam dunk. It should have been 11 out of 10. They should have blown every other conference out of the water. Mm. Like, Well, that and the fact that a lot of the Xbox people were like, what do they mean by their game systems? What are they talking about? We don't even know what it looks like. And that was kind of the big thing, too. It was like there was a lot of jargon thrown out, and especially with like cloud computing and cloud saving nowadays and cloud mm -hmm. processing now. Um, it's very like 
ethereal. Like, it's very hard to, like, describe unless you're con- incredibly tech-savvy and an yeah. architect of these kind of systems. And they, I feel like they tried to do that, but it's not going to translate well. You gotta... No, people are visual. And then right before that, they said they were focused on games, but their big first-party games, Gears of War 5 and Halo, uh, Halo, they said, is going to be uh, Plus, next-gen. Yeah. Hopefully cross-gen. Didn't show much of it. Mm-mm. And then Gears of War 5 uh, is coming out shortly, and the consensus I saw on that was is that they didn't show very much of it because they don't believe in it. So they kind of lost some goodwill with their own fans, even. Oh, that's and those are both franchises I actually really like, even yeah. though I don't own an Xbox. I have played them before. So yeah, thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's just, no, it's interesting to see, because I don't know if they feel like, well, the top dog ain't here, quote-unquote. It doesn't you know, matter. It doesn't matter. We can do whatever. And I, that sucks to They'll the fans. They'll eat it up. That sucks to the fans. Because that's not it. The fans love that show and shit. They love that fucking, you got a live band and you got the shit going. The, the last that, Sony one. Yeah, as they yeah, played the live. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, the Xbox one. We didn't watch that one. Keanu Reeves, though, during the Xbox, or the Microsoft conference, awesome. Like, yeah. Good, good call. They just well, needed, they needed the we'll stack. Like Ghost the Ghost Protocol. Uh, oh, Ghost Wildlands? Is that what you're talking about? Ghost... No, the, the Tom, Tom Clancy Pantone with yeah. John Bernthal. John Bernthal, how you brought dog. him out and his, his awesome dog. Yeah, so after that was the Bethesda conference. Oh, Bethesda blew that out of the water. Bethesda did a great job. Before the other conferences had um, yeah, been televised mm-hmm. or streamed, that was the best one Yeah. of the two. At the time. Yeah, but I think Bethesda was a lot better than Bethesda was more humble because they're like, you know, we tried it this way, we listened to you, we fucked up, here's here's a better fix. And Todd Howard really set the tone of the whole presentation Mm -hmm. by flat out saying, we know we fucked up, like, we're sorry, but we're listening to you and we're fixing it, and these are the things that we have done, and hopefully... You that's getting you back on board, board, and this is what we're gonna be doing, and it's all gonna be free, and it's coming out in the next year. And it was like, oh, okay, like, yeah. hey, you want NPCs and uh, other characters to talk to to give you quests instead of audio logs? Done. It's here. Mm-hmm. Battle Royale is a big thing right now. You want a Battle Royale mode? You got it. Like, you can hop in and do that if you want yep. to. And it's gonna get people back into who didn't buy it to buy in, and they actually had it for free. Like, you bought the game, the new pa- their patches basically with the uh, NPCs. Uh, to be downloaded on the game. So that's going to be free. You don't have to, like, necessary. Oh, yeah. The, the, all the patches and DLC that they announce is free. You it's to, free. You don't have to buy a season but pass to But it's going to entice people who do, who didn't buy the game do that reason to buy the game. Yeah, because you could get a cheap copy of the game or wait for it to be on sale because that particular expansion releases in the fall. I'm sure I think it's on fucking Epic Sale right now for E3. Or was. It might not be anymore. Yeah, and you could scoop it up and have it, and then, like Ariel said, it's like all those patches and updates are They're free. free. They're I mean, not gonna it's going to eat up it, some yeah. space on your hard drive for sure because they've, <laughs> they've patched it so much, but um, it, you're not going to have to pay anything else for it. No, like, exactly. You're not going to have to buy a $40 season pass or buy $20. We fucked up, chunks. but you're going to pay for it. No, yeah. they're, they're like, we fucked up, so we'll fix it. It's free. Just come and play with us. Just play. We want you to play. That's what they want. Well, they also had some stout, or stouts. They were, they were drinking <laughs> beer, they were drinking heavily. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had some stats that they threw out where it was, like, in the the last year, they had, like, the highest number of, like, mm-hmm. online players yep. and, like, community involvement. And a large part of that was because of the dedicated fans who stuck with Fallout 76. Yeah, but, really but those, those fans are going to get fucking rewarded hardcore with that epic 
and well, DCs. And, and the cool part is, is like the the fans that I've met and talked to since we play mm-hmm. uh, have all said, like, come and play. Like, I saw somebody yesterday where they're like, hey, I'm a super high level character I've been playing since it launched. Sure, yeah. Um, I crafted a level one everything for any new vault dweller, and it's right outside the vault. Just pick it up. That was um, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you're on my server or you hop into it, like, I'm just going to continuously craft these things, and you can have, like, a decent set of, like, leather armor and a backpack and, like, all these things for storage Oh, that's so cool. And other like, players kind of conveyed the same thought. They are like, we'll help you out. Just ask. Like, yeah. come to a camp. Like, I'll, you know, give well, you that items. one dude with the radiation thing, like, you can and radiate yourself. And, yeah. And it was just really cool because it was, like, even though the community that stuck around... Um, wasn't too big, they still... You know, are willing to like help new people who might just be getting on the you know the bandwagon the, yeah the bandwagon now it's not like oh you know this is our game like go away yeah it. and it's like no they like they want more people well yeah they want more people and there is already a sizable what's cool is um when they did have like they're super fucking friendly i mean you only get a few jackasses but you're gonna always get that with every game and What's cool is with their playing and stuff, they love helping out the young people. And then it's kind of cool to see like level 9 and level 8s and level 6s, you know. Yeah. Granted, you're only like level 20, 30, 20. I'm like 30-something, almost 40. I play sporadically, though. Yeah. I, I play a lot of other games when I stream, so. Yeah, you, you kind of That's bounce. one that I, like, I wait for a few patches to come out, and then I dive back into it. I, I definitely do talk to people about it online and in between. Well, because we, like, follow, and I think when the NPCs get on, like, you and I are just going to, like, crack the shit out of that. Oh, yeah, once there's some solid quest lines and uh, NPCs, and then the, the world's going to, like, vastly change because of it. Yeah. It sounds like some of the areas are going to become settlements, and, like, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to explore the map again. Oh, yeah. It'll be different. It shall be. Yeah. But, yeah, so those two are, I mean, I really am disappointed in Microsoft like you are. It's like even fucking Xbox blew it out of the water, and we don't even like watching Xbox or play an Xbox. No, we don't like it. That, that's yeah. poor phrasing. Um, just we didn't watch it because we don't have an Xbox, and there's, like, two games we like to play, if anything, if we had an Xbox. Yeah, so it was just, we got the highlight reel and stuff, and then uh, gauging, like, you know, Xbox fans' opinions to mm-hmm. try to provide a more accurate opinion rather than just being like, it sucked. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that. No. So. No, 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 no. No, I agree. That's why I backtracked. That, that's just poor phrasing on my part. Uh, the rest of the Bethesda conference was pretty much a Tom Clancy conference, which <laughs> was not bad. No, but yeah. Um, Bethesda, you mean Tom Clancy? Oh, no, that was Ubisoft. I'm sorry. Oh, you did no, fuck up. I did fuck up. No, Bethesda's was good. They kept going because they had uh, Deathloop. Oh, Deathloop. So, Arcane Studios, who did Dishonored, revealed their new game. Right? Yeah, they talked more about Wolfenstein, Youngbloods, Mm -hmm. as well as their VR game coming out. And that looks really good. (laughs) Co-op action. And it's going to be on the Switch from the get-go, which is cool. I like that. That's kind of cool. Doom Internal. External. Internal. Yeah, that was the big kind of cap to their show, which looked great. Yes, Doom, duh. Yeah, their collector's edition that they announced looks awesome. And sold out immediately. Yeah, it looks like they have made the gameplay more frenetic and fast-paced, especially with like the grapple. Yeah, remember when you were watching it? Because this is like, I explained this to you about how I feel if I don't yeah. have focus. It was great to watch, but yeah, it definitely, if you're not the one making the movements, like, your, your brain can work faster than 
your physical movements can ever be. Yeah. Just because they're electrical impulses. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's biological. Like, that's just how it's going to be. Unless you're a very slow person. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, when you're playing a game that's that fast and can keep up with it and play, it's like, you know the moves you're going to make. So it makes sense. And so then when you see it on screen, it's like, it's translating well to you. But, but if you're watching somebody play a like game I do a lot fast, of times, uh, the one like I got a little like eh, in like my stomach about watching it, but not too bad. I, like I could finish watching it. Oh, and I stuff. couldn't watch it. <laughs> uh, but the one thing it was like I I like really fast paced arcadey shooters yeah. in particular. I don't like tactical shooters very much. Like every once in a blue moon, but arcadey ones I'm actually decent at. Mm-hmm. So like Wolfenstein and Doom and even like Borderlands and stuff like that. Those shooters I like. Yeah. Uh, watching somebody else play it and cruise through, I was like, how can somebody move this fast and like do these <laughs> things? And then I'm like, oh wait, I platinumed the first Doom like and started playing it again afterwards. <laughs> this is what Eric like. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Welcome I, to this looks insane. Welcome <laughs> to a glimpse into my world. <laughs> yeah. But then I deal with motion sickness, so I can't watch it for very long, and that's why I'm not ignoring the game, per se, when we're watching or whatever. Just I, it's gotta, so fast. I'm yeah. going to throw up. I definitely cry fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, um... But that's in third person compared to first person. It is a little different. First person makes me more queasy, because at least in third person, I can follow your dude bouncing around like crazy bat shit. Yeah. Dante, go. Oh, no, I don't he's sleeping. Oh, they're all sleeping now. Yeah. That's hilarious. The horde's asleep. Uh, and then Tango Softworks, who did Evil Within 1 and 2, announced their new game. During the Bethesda. No, oh, yeah. Ghostwire. I was asleep for one of those. Ghostwire was the paranormal mm, one mm-hmm. in Tokyo. When people kept disappearing, that yeah, one looks good. That one looks really cool. I like that brand of horror. I haven't finished an Evil Within game, but I do like the idea of it and have yeah. played quite a bit of the first one. It's, yeah, no, it's very trippy good. and it is difficult, but it's fun to play. Yeah. And it, yeah, no, that one looked really good too. But and I, I know I was kind of zonked out for the due to working at three in the morning. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like um, <laughs> for the. What was it? Not Bethesda when we saw that one. Oh, the Square Enix. You Square Enix, yeah, yeah, I you did. So you have to kind of recap on that one. Yeah, but that's though, like, great job all around. Yeah, did, yeah. I mean, they apologized and took criticism to heart with Fallout 76. I like that they admitted they fucked up instead of saying, well, you fucked up because you can't learn to play a different type of game. Yeah, and they, a lot of, unfortunately, uh, big publishers or studios do that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, EA and Activision are kind of known for doing that. Yeah. Like, so I'm glad they didn't take that tack. They owned up to it, and then they had two new IPs that they showed, which was great, and then um, more of, you know, like Elder Scrolls Online mm-hmm. and other big things that they already had working on. They showed more content or, like, cutscenes or where it's going to go from here, yeah. and it was, like, all around, it was, re- it was really, like, balanced and exciting. I, I like, too, with the, the Fallout 76, ma- Vault 76 makes sense for a year later for other settlers to finally come there. Yeah, it's almost like in real time. It's just sense of the word. It's a year right. later. Relatively speaking. Yeah, they're like, yeah. which place you can finally settle in. And they, even the Battle Royale mode makes sense for that, too, with another vault opening. And mm-hmm. the, you have to become the overseer, but you're like a hardened like vault dweller from another vault, so you, could, you, you know, know what an overseer is. 
and you can fight in a battle royale kind of thing because you've been living in the wasteland for almost a year. Yeah, exactly. So it was like even narratively that all makes sense. Like, yeah, which you know, I'm not a huge battle royale fan. No, no, it's like, yeah, it I, works. I like how they played it into that. For granted, they they admitted they fucked up, but they played it into it, and now you're a year later. There's actual people here to settle. Now you have all the NPC stories. And yeah, stuff that you want. they're just other people, not the vaults from the area. No, there's like, other okay. people. They're like, oh my god, you know, I think one of the people are like, you know, we finally found an area we can settle. Yeah, exactly. Or they've been traveling, trying to find other people. Mm-hmm. Or they, they, find, other they people find the first vault that opens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Obviously. Uh, what was next, conference-wise? That was Square, and then Ubisoft was that morning. So we watched, uh, we watched Ubisoft. Yeah, we watched Ubisoft. That was where I made the the mixed up reference. That was the Tom Clancy conference. <laughs> so they opened Tom up with. Clancy. Watchdog Legion. Oh, that looks fucking Which epic. actually looks really, really good. I like how you can play literally anybody in that game. Yeah, like a like a 70, 80 year old woman who used to be assassin, you know FBI fifty years MI6 or prior. Yeah. yeah. And like when she tapped that dude's shoulder and shot him in the head and walked off. Yeah, and there was, was like, Oh shit, Ray got some skills. Within the very beginning it was uh, like a brawler type character trying to recruit a drone expert. And he was he got into the fu- into a fight with like like some cops and he died, and you switched over to another bedsec player who mm-hmm. was somebody else in the world. Yep. And then you played as a, like an assassin or you played as the older lady. Yeah. Who had to find information where he, he had gone, gone to. to, and then you found. And then you played as an assassin who was younger, you mm-hmm. know, a more modern assassin to actually go and physically rescue him. Yeah, because he had gotten captured. And then he gets recruited, and then you get to play, play as the drone him. expert. Yeah, and, and then, but you get to play as anybody because you can recruit anyone. And there's like a live roster that you can pick from. It's and intriguing it, to see how it's gonna go because I like the fact that if you die, you die. It seemed like that. It doesn't mean it's gonna be like that. But if you die, it did seem like it your because you dead. can be somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Your character's dead. It's not the fact that it's about the character. It's about the what uh, dead sex stands for. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool because Ubisoft kind of made a, like, political statement with mm-hmm. uh, Brexit. Brexit and, like, the things going on in Great Britain right now. Mm-hmm. Which they didn't have to do. That's kind of a ballsy move to yeah, take. Because they're taking a stance. And you don't really want to alienate, you know, <laughs> a section of your, like, gamers yeah. or your fans. But they were willing to, like, go hard in and be like, eh, this is wrong. Like... This is, like, the path that these kind of mm-hmm. decisions could lead down. So it's, like, a near-future dystopia yeah. of London. And, yeah, and, and like you said, it's, like, what DedSec, which has been in all the games, stands for. It does. So it's, like, fighting oppression. And it's, like, that That was interesting. It was cool. It, it looks to be, like, the best one thus far. Yeah, which would be nice. So It'll be interesting to see how that plays. steadily improve. Oh, yeah. Afterwards, it was all Tom Clancy, though. <laughs> all Tom Clancy. I'm excited yes. for the new one, but fucking Tom Clancy. Yeah, there was uh, Ghost Wildlands, which in my opinion looks to be the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one with John Bernthal. Yeah, but John Bernthal's sequel. badass. Yeah, and kind of a splinter-off group of the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great presentation. With his uh, doggy. Yeah. The doggy so cute. But he had his dog there, which is cool. Um, they talked about uh, the next year of uh, the Division 2 content mm-hmm. and Rainbow Six Siege, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah. So if you're, I'm sure you watched it if you're a part of those kind of groups or communities, but uh, the content that they are releasing looks really cool. Yeah, uh, Rainbow no, Six really Siege cool. had kind of a, a like James Bond like new character yeah, coming out yeah, that was kind of cool. Don't do that, we can get copyrighted. <laughs> 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 I don't know what you're talking about. I'm 
just humming random things. I know. Um, At least I did the right tune this time. It's not YouTube. At least I did the right tune this time. That's true. Not the Jaws theme or Jurassic Park. Okay. You went through like four of them one day before you got to James Bond. And then I had to hum it to you. (laughs) Yeah, because you did Indiana Jones, Jaws, and Jurassic Park. With the brain day. And you okay. said the hamster fell yeah. off the wheel. You said that he you are humming James Bond. And I was like, no. Nope, that's Indiana Jones. Nope, that's Jurassic Park. <laughs> nope, that's Jaws. <laughs> he got flung into a corner. He's mildly concussed. Oh, there we go. There's Bond. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that was funny. Dante, do my night work. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, yeah the, the new Tom Clancy games looked good that they showed, and the, um, like, Year two, like, mm-hmm. content, like, season pass or free DLC patches that they oh, show for well. existing games looked cool, too. Yeah, but like, definitely Tom Clancy. Um, but it really know. was. It was, like, 80%, 90% Tom, Tom Clancy, Clancy, and then, like, 10, 15, 20%. Watch. Yeah, Watch Dogs. Watch it was Dogs like, forever. oh. oh Should have been a little more diverse, oh. like. Well, but so, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> still better than Microsoft. Well, and the weird, the only thing that kind of irked me about... Uh, Ubisoft's a conference was like Splinter Cell has been like heavily teased or rumored, and they just didn't fucking talk about it. Yeah, so it's like, is there a Splinter Cell game in works? So they're just not ready to show it, or mm-hmm. is it like now we're focusing on all these other Tom Clancy games that we decided not to do Splinter Thank Cell? Thank you, Tom Clancy, because they've done a ton of like Easter eggs and stuff in other games, and then it's like circled around the rumor mill. I mean, it's been they on might, hiatus for a long time. They might be keeping it in their back pocket. You don't know. They could. Absolutely. But anyways, yes. And you were, uh, I was ass passed out for the other one, the last one. Oh, Square while. Enix. Square Enix, yeah. Square Enix notoriously does not live up to expectations or have good E3 conferences. Mm-hmm. They either don't show enough or they show the wrong things or it's talking about, you know, a Final Fantasy or a Kingdom Hearts that's been in development for, you know, 35 years. Yeah. And it's like, they they missed the bar a lot. Yeah. And, but they have a lot in their, like, repertoire. wheelhouse. Yeah. That, yeah, in their repertoire that is amazing. Like, they have a lot of great franchises and a legacy and a history. Mm-hmm. Um. And their E3 conference this year was the best one out of all of them. I wonder if they hands down like stepped up because they're like PlayStation's out. It's our time to shine. I don't know, but they have a really tight relationship with uh, Sony in particular. They have for a long time. I wonder if that's kind of why they're like, you know, this is our, you know, we're good with PlayStation, but let's our Sony let's let's let's, rep kind of a thing. Yeah, Yeah. and it it could be. Let's do them right. They're not here. Let's do them right. A lot of Japanese companies, especially in like the gaming industry, do have really. tight relations mm-hmm. or they if they do break uh creatively for whatever they're still, reason they're, they're like amical about it yeah. and respectful it's not like uh Here, western yeah western businesses and corporations it's it's capitalism and ruthless yeah. i mean it's capitalistic there as well but there's just you talking about cult- respect yeah you're talking about like cultural heritage kind of a thing factoring into uh, a business or corporate structure yeah that we just don't have here no uh, but yeah, so they opened with a huge bit about Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, which Sony had already kind of covered the month prior with their state of play. Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit, not too much. Uh, the evening before, the Final Fantasy concert had played in L.A., and uh, they had released the date for mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was surprising because it's March of next year. 
Which everybody thought that was not going to happen. happen. Yeah. Says a man wearing a Final Fantasy VII t-shirt. Yes, I talked about that during my stream today. Your and a couple days ago, I wrote the Final Fantasy IX one. <laughs> I had to mock. <laughs> What's the running joke I was doing yesterday or today? Final Fantasy, is it over yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not over. It's never over. There's never enough Final Fantasy. Uh, uh, yeah, the remake looks great, though. Like, they showed a ton of it. They were funny gorgeous. about it. It looks like a gorgeous game. It sounds like they're not trying to make it exactly the same and go beat for beat. They're trying to make it its own. They kind of did that with the, uh, the B-Tangential, the Resident Evil. Yeah, which is true. Remastered, because it's not beat for beat the same exact game. No, yeah. The Resident Evil 2 remake, yeah, which Capcom did, uh, they... They did a good job doing that too. It's like they they remade it and it, it reviewed amazingly. This yeah, year. so I'm I mean, glad they did that route instead of for beat for beat because then you're like, ha ha, it's beautiful. That's all you got. Yeah, it seems like with gameplay mechanics, they tried to uh, mash up it. like Final Fantasy 15 gameplay with some older kind of elements, like with the active time battle mm -hmm. uh, aspects. Which, that term they've used before uh, in older Final Fantasies, but yeah. they're kind of blending the two, so you can, like, slow it down to be more tacti tactical, almost mm -hmm. as if it's turn-based, but not, mm -hmm. or you can kind of play it a la um, Final Fantasy fifteen, yeah. which is more action RPG-oriented. Technically, you can blend the two, which is nice. Yeah, For which those... is probably what I'll do. I'll well, probably do a little like, bit of both. Yeah, well, it was like, uh, shit, I don't know what the dude's name was, uh, said, you know, it's, if anyone... If you're just getting into Final Fantasy, this is good for you to start at. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, like, their, like, social media content person, I think. Yeah, or something I like that. I can't, yeah, I can't remember either. But, you know, this is a good <clears throat> place to jump in at. It's modern. It's still Final Fantasy, but it's one of the younger, quote-unquote, ones. Yeah, I mean, it is the, like, 22nd anniversary. It's going to be, like, 23rd anniversary when it comes out. Ridiculous. Oh, we're old. Yeah, <laughs> 97. Oh, At least here in North America. I was six. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I didn't play it immediately when it came out. I played it like a couple years later, but yeah, I was like 10 when I played it or something <laughs> like that. Or 11. <laughs> well, I guess I would have been almost 10 in 97. You're old. Yeah. I was probably been like 13 or something when I played it, but. Anyways. Uh, so they, yeah, they had a huge chunk about that. That was really interesting. Um, they showed quite a few of their, like, other properties that they have too mm -hmm. they kind of went through like their whole highlight reel like of their history which is cool and are like hey these remasters are coming out um these ports are coming out final fantasy release the kraken yeah but they uh, did it more tastefully than there was final like fancy you know final fantasy crystal chronicles is being mm -hmm. remastered for the switch you can play that um they're finally releasing the remaster of final fantasy 8 Mm -hmm. Like, which they lost the source code for. That's why there never has been a remaster. So, they obviously spent some time and money and reverse engineered that shit so they could fucking do it and have a source code. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, it's like, they did it tastefully compared to uh, the Tom Clancy fucking show. And then, uh, the big kind of closeout for Square Enix was uh, the Avengers game. Which was cool. I like how they showed the vocalist on it. Yeah, that was really interesting. Um, it's they had announcement, but then there's just been nothing about it. Yeah, it was that was a teaser trailer. Uh, they went like full in. They uh, did like a little like mini doc with the the voice actors. A little bit of the gameplay. Uh, they showed like the beginning of it. Um, they 
it sounds like it's it's i don't know what the term for this would be but um it's like a games as a service except you're not paying for the service you're gonna get it for free mm -hmm. so it's like you start out with like some basic characters you're gonna get uh thor captain america iron man hulk and Black Widow. Mm -hmm. But they're going to add more characters. They're going to add more, like, comic books, like, storylines or their interpretations gonna of them. It's just going to constantly be expanding. Yeah, and it's all going to be free, and there's not going to be loot boxes, and there's not yeah, going to be not any pay-to-win pay stuff at all. Which They just want you to play. The way they phrased it, and especially with a game like that and having it be uh, the Avengers, it was kind of like a big, like, fuck you to, like, Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um... Even as much as I like Ubisoft, even games like The Division and things like that. Um, you have to fucking pay to play. Yeah, it's like if you want additional content, you're going to pay for it. And it's like we're slowly becoming acclimated to that, even though there is kind of controversy. Mm -hmm. um, but Square was just kind of like, no, like, this is, this is one of the most like beloved franchises. We have a shit ton of people working on it. All these studios, uh, you know, fully endorsed mm -hmm. by Marvel. Marvel's helping us out, too. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be free. We're just gonna be releasing characters and storylines yeah, all the time. We want like, you to that, play. It. That's ridiculous. Which is cool to see because I haven't done shit like that in a long time. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen also had their huge like expansion. Uh, that's coming out soon. They talked yeah. about that quite a bit as well. Uh, John, mm -hmm. uh, my co-host for FGG. Uh, it's super excited about that. He loves <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV. Ew. So, that should be super exciting. He really loves the Switch, too, which is really funny. He does love the Switch. Work for me. I like the Switch, too. Obviously. I already well. I don't know. Oh, that was, the, that was the big announcement. I forgot. Hmm. Uh, to go back to Final Fantasy VII, people were worried that it was going to be released in, like, parts. Like five parts or something ridiculous, and they were each part was gonna be like sixty dollars or something because mm -hmm. it was Final Fantasy VII. Um, it sounds like it's only gonna be released in two parts, but it's so massive that it's gonna take up two entire Blu-ray discs. So <laughs> it's like we're going back to classic like PS One where you have multiple discs. That's awesome. So one part, uh, I'm assuming the part that releases this March is gonna be uh, in Midgar, which is like the main city mm -hmm. and the start of that game. And then the second disc is going to be outside of the city. That's awesome. Yeah. And it even says, you know, here in this article by Cena to reference, um, similar to how PlayStation 1 original took up to three CDs. That's awesome. That was kind of cool, like, throwback. It is a little bit of a throwback and a different way to do it. Uh, just kind of the other, like, I guess highlights. They talked about uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Yeah, that's cool. very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, which I mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is getting some DLC. Uh, the Last Remnant is being remastered. Uh, they talked about Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, mm -hmm. which I believe is just a mobile game. Mm. That one's actually pretty cool. I like that one. I'm not a big mobile game fan, though. Uh, they talked like Outriders, Romancing Saga... Uh, like I said, they they really just kind of hit everything uh, like old and new. No, no, I'm excited about those. And this they is... they spaced their conference out very well, and they did it very well. 
I know uh, Nintendo doesn't really do E3, but what they're announcing, I'm excited for the new Animal Crossing. That was always been my big favorite game. Yeah, and that's how we'll close out this. I mean, I talked a lot about Square Enix, so I'll let you take it away with the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, because I like because that was the last two days or Nintendo Directs and focused on Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, and that's obviously my big spiel because I love Nintendo because I'm a Nintendo chick. So I I love I'm excited for the new Animal Crossing. It looks like an exploratory situation where you're on a deserted island and you got to build stuff and you can plant and grow things, which it just makes it more a little survival element kind of in the beginning. A little bit, play, yeah, like. a little bit survival more survival element, which at least makes, at first will make sense for Animal Crossing. Yeah, and that is back on the console, not your phone. And then I'm I'm intrigued to see how they're going to do the Pokemons. I'm still butthurt about my last <laughs> Pokemons. It'll be interesting it'll be the first time on a console, too. Yes, it'll be the first time on a console, but I think it makes sense for the Switch because it's portable. So yeah, it's, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's a little bit of both. It's not like it was released on the Wii, which would be weird. That would be weird. Yeah, the Wii U. Yeah, the Wii U. But, so, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Um, they tease Zelda, which... So, in the same way that I looked at... Um, uh, tweets about uh, Xbox's conference mm-hmm. or Microsoft, mm-hmm. and then I went through like Xbox fans, mm-hmm. what they thought of it. Uh, I did the same thing with Zelda because I was curious because I hear very like polarizing things. Like it yeah. seems like a lot of people really enjoy it. However, I think there is a a good segment mm-hmm. of people, like a, a healthy, healthy percentage, that didn't like it at all. No, it's like me. Yeah. And I want a fucking RPG Zelda game. I wanted a fucking RPG game. I played an RPG game. Like, Colin Moriarty on Sacred Symbols, he posted on Twitter right after that about, hey, new Zelda, twice as big, twice as empty, twice as, like, much not stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm muting this thread. Bye. And then I went through, <laughs> I went through those tweets, and there was a very few people, like, I think more people were more timid than anything mm-hmm. that, like, completely agreed because yeah. I saw tweets elsewhere that said the same kind of thing. And then there was a ton of people where it was just fucking Zelda fucking fanboydom. Okay. There was a couple funny ones in there, though, where it's like, no, I mean, Colin might have said this, too, but uh, no matter what, it's going to get, you know, 130 out of 100% on Metacritic. Like, <laughs> Zelda games notoriously do that, whether it's bad or good. It just gets a high rating. Yeah, but I don't want a fucking Zelda RPG. Nobody asked for a Zelda RPG. Nobody. Which is true. Because even, even the big fans who love the game say that um, they, just, they just like that it went somewhere else. Like, it's interesting, but it's not a Zelda game. It's not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to leave that out there. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And the fact that... It's you know, like uh, how Neil feels. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular Arizona. We should shit. totally just jack that shit. Unpopular opinion. I'm gonna steal from a blatant like place and famous comedian. Like it's, it's my a... bit now. Unpopular <laughs> <laughs> like, opinion. I'm gonna own it. Right? I stole it. <laughs> Smash and seal. Um, but unpopular opinion. Zelda opinion. sucks. The new Zelda the sucks. The new Zelda fucking sucks. I didn't even get an two hours into that game, and you know me how long I play my Zelda games. Yeah. Like, I love myself. It's not like a tank of a game. Like, it didn't bomb, or it shouldn't have bombed, but it's mediocre. It's just fucking down the middle. It's meh. It doesn't do open world games justice. No, it doesn't. It doesn't do well for Zelda. And it doesn't do storyline well either, because you could do whatever. You don't need to. You're mixing the fucking storylines. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You get a generalization. We gotta find these things. Fuck that shit. I want to play a streamlined Zelda game. Which is... 
that kind of structure too is like very like the inception of open world games were like that mm. but there's a reason that like the user interfaces and like quest structures and how they're done are done like borderlands or any like far cry fast mm-hmm. creed even you know where the fuck to go even though those games are gigantic yeah, but you know exactly Zelda, where to go, who to talk to, Zelda, and how to start. Like. I had no idea where to fuck to go. I got a lot of confused. It was uninhabited. There was it was uninhabited, and your fucking weapons broke. I don't even fucking thought of that shit. Yeah, that's annoying because it's not a survival game. Don't it's, do that. it's not. A, it's Zelda. I don't want to fucking survive in Zelda. I don't want to fucking craft food to live. I want to no. break some pots, find some potion. That's kind of cool, and have my sword and shield to beat your ass with. Yeah, you want you want dungeons. You want story. You want music. You want you know, towns and villages. You want traditional RPG Gorons games. and stuff like that. Not fucking my sword broke, and now I can't restart from a place because I keep dying because I keep re uh, regenerating right there. And my fucking all my weapons are gone. I can't find a weapons. I don't have bombs. I don't have anything. Yeah, you're just stuck. I'm just fucking stuck in this place, and I'm constantly dying. Or I'm about to restart from an old start and have to go all the way back up because my dumbass doesn't save for two hours. Yeah, and that teaser trailer like looked interesting story wise, but if it is a direct sequel to the prior one and they do more of the same, it's gonna be that. It's just gonna. Fucking, it's gonna be bland. It's gonna be. It's gonna be bland and fucking. I'm just gonna disheartened because I love Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, the, fuck, the, the, I, I bought a uh, Ocarina of Time the. Vinyl, because how much I love Zelda. Yeah, which is very true. We talked about that last podcast. I don't. I'm excited for it because it's awesome. But it's like, don't don't kill it, man. You're killing it, Smalls. <laughs> yeah, the better Zelda game that they showed during the Nintendo was, was, was Link's Awakening. Yeah, which a... was one of my personal favorites, and it looked fantastic the way they're doing it. Exactly. So I was like, that looks awesome. Well, and then it's like another thing, like another unpopular opinion. Fucking Pokemon sucked. I hated the new Pokemon. Uh, nobody fucking talks about Sun and Moon anymore. Because it's the sh- sh- child that didn't happen. Yeah, it's like people just play Pokemon Go or they play older ones. Like yeah, that's yeah. all they do. Like. <laughs> so I'm I'm intrigued to see how Sun and uh, Sword and Shield are. I'm gonna wait till it comes out because I was so excited about the new Sun and Moon. I freaking we bought the we, metal. We, yeah, we bought them both like immediately, and then we just never. You like you played way more than I did, but I couldn't. We just never pa- played. It's fucking Pokemon. You walk in the goddamn grass to catch a Pokemon. You don't need to be tutorial. Fuck off right now. Yeah, it just was. Even I saw that. Like, that's why I didn't keep playing and let you play, because I was like, when does this end? I've only played one Pokemon, and it's the oldest one, and I'm like... There was no tutorial I'm at all. so bored. Like, I'm just doing tutorial, tutorials. Tutorial, tutorial, And it wasn't for, like, a half hour, an hour, or even two hours, which some games I can be like heavy in that. I played, like, six hours That would be that fine. Game, but, t- yeah, you told me that. You're like, I'm still doing tutorial stuff, and I'm six hours in. I'm like... I'm not gonna spend six hours doing a tutorial. Like no, like I get a you little aggravated even... when I play Rage Two and I get a new ability and it sends me to like some virtual simulation room that doesn't make any sense in that world and I have to like do the move like three times in a row before I can leave and go back out in the world. That's like five minutes. That fucking drives me bananas because that's, that's tutorial heavy. Like six hours and I'm not even finished and it doesn't seem like it's gonna fucking stop and it's like I want to go exploring. I get tired of fucking trying to leave the city or go to a different place and I get stopped. You can't leave yet because you didn't do da 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 yeah. I want to fucking fight the gym leaders in whatever order I feel the need to fucking fight them. If they yeah. say, if I was like, you can't do that gym leader, you need this bed. Okay, let me go back this way. I go back to that gym leader, beat his ass, and come back and beat your ass. Yeah, it was definitely aggravating. And I agree. It's like, I'm excited to see what Sword and Shield does. But, but I gotta buy it. I want, until. I want reviews and I want to watch gameplay. Yeah, because I'm not going to... Like, I'll watch the first two hours of it online. I'm not going to waste my time. Like, I'll watch people either stream it or watch YouTube vids of it, and if it's not that, 
then I'll Sunny go. Moon, I'll buy it. Then sure, I'm down. If it's more of the same. No, or, fuck that shit. Like, nah. Well, same with the new Zelda once they eventually release it, because they're going to. If it's the same fucking thing, you just lost the player. I will never play Zelda again unless it's an old school Zelda game. Yeah, the remasters are cool. Bring fucking Ocarina of Time, dude. I've been waiting for that bitch. <laughs> well, I they did that 3DS remaster of it, though. I mean, they, they could definitely bring it to the Switch. Like, bring everything to the Switch, so. They try, that'd be cool. But I'm just simply saying, like, with it. Unless we ask for it, don't fucking change what, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it does seem... Ain't broke, don't weird. fix it. I could picture, like, a, like, I don't know what it would be titled, but... Well, it's like... The like, f- Zelda World or something. Like, like an offshoot... Yeah, this is Where completely if, different. It's not really a Zelda game, but it is. Yeah, it stars Link, but it's going to be an open world, you know, RPG. It's not a Zelda game, game in the yeah, sense of the world. Yeah, with survival aspects and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, okay. And then, oh, no, this is the, the main canon. This is Legend of Zelda whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would liken it to, um, like, the, the Far Cry series. Like, you get Far Cry, you know, the one, two, three, four, five, but they've also had, like, New Dawn and yeah, Primal. Primal. And so and it's like, if you're a huge Far Cry fan, you're going to play all of them. If you're a huge Zelda fan, you're going to play all of them. If you just like Far Cry for what it offers you, like, story-wise, maybe, or, like, you just you want... You play one... Primal or New Dawn. Yeah, or if you really want the story and you dig that, then you're going to play the main canon ones. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, you know, if you're, like, that great villain that uh, Ubisoft always does with Far Cry, then you'll especially play, like, just the main canon ones. Mm-hmm. But maybe you don't want that collect-a-thon open-world game all the fucking time, so we'll skip over New Dawn and Primal. Like, exactly. You know. But they didn't even give us that options. It's just fucking tough. No, I mean, it was it's definitely like, billed as this is the Legend of Zelda and, like, where it's going. And that's what it's I got like, so excited oh. for. It's Legend of Zelda because they showed the Gorons and the new, like, off-fish people and stuff yeah. like that. And, like, you have to get them all to do these machines and to fight this evil. I'm like, oh, that's fucking exciting. And then all of a sudden I'm in the open-world shit and i think i jumped off the main platform too soon so i fucked up there somehow i don't think i got everything i needed from the the you're like literally on a top platform that floats in the air yeah and you got to do all these little not necessarily side quests but all this shit to get all your stuff and then i think i jumped off too early because when i glided off there's a little warning i think popped up you didn't gather this i'm like well, i'm already gliding off where the fuck do i get back up there <laughs> yeah, it's done now <laughs> done now i bitch ain't got a grappling hook i can't get that back yeah. up there you, you know just like prevented me from doing it you should have said, oh, wait, or a little, yeah. oh, wait, wait. Yeah, fairy. something. You don't get a little fairy. You're a fairy, you don't say shit. That. You're a fairy. Wait, wink. Yeah, it is weird. And it is, like. You always have a fairy. They don't have a fairy in this one. Fuck that shit. I feel like it was, like, cultural zeitgeist, too. It was, like, such a big franchise, and then it was the big, big game when the Switch came out. So it was, like, automatically, it was, like, that's the only thing I have to play. I fucking love it. Like. Yeah, but then it's, like. Because games will oftentimes be reviewed better especially something like zelda yeah uh because there's nothing else to play on a new console like you only get a handful of games yeah but now that it. they're releasing more games people are starting to realize oh well this isn't as great as i thought it was hello Fante dante he's on the moon yeah and zelda in particular i don't I've know actually, what it is with that franchise but it, it whether it's a bad zelda game or a good zelda game it just always like this is Zelda game. It, well, yeah, and it always just like caps out review wise. Like, mm-hmm. Perfect scores, perfect scores, near perfect scores. No, it's like, okay, you know what? This one actually sucks. Like I'll this one, I'm not. This game. one's near perfect though. You're right, and it's just like just because it has Zelda on it doesn't mean that it's perfect. Same with Mario. Just because Mario's on it's it, it's a Mario. Does not mean it's a perfect Mario. Dante is a green Mario. Oh, 
I'm, well, I'm excited for uh, uh, Mario's <laughs> or Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion 3 <laughs> looks good. That was always one of my favorite franchises, one of the few games I played on the GameCube. But Nintendo was cool. I liked it because it introduced like over the top of Nintendo. Wrong Bowser and Bowser. Yeah, that was cool. That was funny. They definitely hit humorous notes in their like pre-recording. Yeah, um, so I don't care. It's pre-recorded. They still knocked it better than freaking Microsoft. Oh yeah. But still. They... I'm excited for some of the games. I'm I'm apprehensive about certain ones because of just what they've given to me. So it's like, mm, yeah, I'll wait. And then the only reason that the Nintendo Direct doesn't rank higher for me than the Square Enix conference because they're pretty damn close. Like those two were definitely the best of the show, mm-hmm. and kind of capped out the week. Yeah, which is nice. At least something good. Um, they, they like retreaded a lot of the same ground that Square Enix had just done like the night before. Yeah. And so like they showed a ton of like like this the Crystal Chronicles some, remaster. Yeah, they showed that bad. Dragon Builders Two. They, they showed, showed that. They didn't really like, show they showed a handful like, of oh, their I, I actually saw consoles. like longer trailers and more of this during the Square Enix. Yeah. Time, so. They should they sh- didn't show very many of their specific games like Super Mario, Zelda no. or Like I wish they had more of Zelda to show. I wish they had more of Pokemon too. They didn't really show too much of that. Yeah. And then the only other weird misstep that I thought Nintendo had was um Banjo kazooie and Super Smash. Yeah, that was weird. I don't think Banjo kazooies like that I mean I know like a lot of three D platformers are coming back. Like, you have Spyro and Crash yeah, Bandicoot. Super Smash like Brothers is not his own... No, I know that, but I just meant... Banjo-Kazooie has not been around for ages. Like, yeah, and it's, it was not, like, a huge one to begin with. No. But it was, like... Like, Persona 5 characters being Smash involved Brothers. makes sense. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's, it's relevant and fits. Or, like, having, like, some of these other, like, classic characters come back. Like, that's cool. But then it's, like, Banjo-Kazooie. I was yeah, like, okay. okay. Like, no, I don't think anybody's really gonna care, but... You do you, though, buddy. Yeah, you do you. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure big uh, Smash fans will absolutely try yeah, it out and yeah, play yeah. it, but... I have Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers. You beat shit out of everybody. It's good to go. Yeah. I always uh, play It's Kirby. still cool, though, that they're doing more content and stuff for that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it, then. I think. Yeah, that was about everything. Like, what, next time? We still need to talk about the versus viewers versus players. Watchers yeah. versus players, but that's probably the next topic, since E3 is over. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing crazy big coming out. No, don't worry. We'll find something to talk about. Yeah, I think it might be a more varied podcast next time. Yeah. Next episode. It more more personal, not personal centralized. Things, but yeah. Um, more. We've, we talked about Days Gone mm-hmm. for the first episode. Uh, check that out if you haven't listened to it. And then for our second episode, we talked about video game soundtracks. And that Ooh, one yeah, did that really one. well. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to post that one. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it will have released the, the Friday prior. Mm-hmm. And then this is for E3. And then we'll probably, we'll definitely talk about some other things. Like, there's some stuff. Yeah, in... we'll, we'll brainstorm and we'll uh, be posting uh, stuff on topic tweets. or topics on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, and you can reach me at anthony r schultz <laughs> <Matt Murhammer. laughs> on twitter i uh, will be talking about our next uh episode uh we record right before it releases so exactly. even if you're just listening to this uh you should be able to catch it yeah it's not too far off yeah uh also we do host through Castbox. uh if you don't already have Castbox, it is free to use and listen to uh we pay a small fee to host via CastBox so that we um, have a little bit more, like, information there. But 
uh, it's the definitely the preferable way to listen to this podcast. You can get it anywhere, mm-hmm. but uh, Castbox has like a community function built in, which is nice. So if you wanted to, you know, favorite or like our our podcast i would be able to see that like directly and then you mm-hmm. can also have a conversation yeah we'll talk to you so yeah and if there's something you absolutely disagree about or, or something why. that you want to like add into or you even have like a uh, topic for the yep. show like we read them we go through them we uh, love topics. so we can try. no pressure but i would <laughs> or i would urge you to listen to no this pressure. podcast no through pressure. cast box yeah uh it's a the biggest up-and-coming podcast app mm-hmm. uh, of the moment. So, and it, it's very, uh, very functional, very sleek, and it has a lot of cool stuff built in. And you can get all your other favorite podcasts on there, too. Uh, it's not like uh, you get a small selection. Um, whatever podcast service you're using now to listen to podcasts, you can get all the exact same ones via yep. CastBox. I switched over my entire playlist, which is like a couple dozen podcasts that I listen to every week. Every single one of them was on there. Yeah, for and free. I, and yeah, yeah. And I play, I paid for another one that had uh, almost the exact same like perks and advantages. So. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's everything. <clears throat> I think that's it. All right. Well, this has been Rage Quit. Episode three. I'm Ariel. I'm Anthony. Always watch out for the polar bears. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>